just a bloke in a bar. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Bloke in a Bar. And before I get into it, don't forget Mother's Day gifts. They are available now on bloke.shop. Best mum, footy mum, super mum. We got shirts, we got hats. Look, boys. Don't be a dog. Get your mum a present, seriously, because you don't deserve your mum. So let's just, let's just let's honestly all be real here. You don't deserve your mum. Celebrate Mother's Day with the best gift ever, I promise you. She will absolutely love it when you present her with a best mum hat or a footy mum hat or footy mum shirt. But let's get into the chat. Now, I've got the great James Bracey here. Bracey Reno. Bracey <laughs> Silly, is there any heritage that I could a lot like? No, I think lean on there might be a bit of French. Hey, a bit Kevin. of French. Yep. <laughs> mate, how you going? I'm pretty good, mate. I'm a bit. I'm actually nervous. No, don't I am. be nervous. I, I'm not mate. used to being on this side of the the microphone, sort of getting potentially grilled. You're not going to grill me, are you, <laughs> mate? Well, I'm actually going to start talking about the hip drop straight away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts on the oh, hip drop? Don't get me started on hip drops and the transfer market. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> All right, everyone, get the pillow out. <laughs> Mate, you know it's crazy, and I think you're gonna love this. When you Google James Bracey, oh god, your wiki comes up second. Guess what comes up first? What comes up ahead of Wikipedia? North Sydney Bears. <laughs> that makes sense, actually. Holy! And so for the fans, listening, the algorithms bang on, baby. <laughs> Mate, they know you better than you know yourself. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Um, well, that makes sense to me. Diehard <laughs> North Sydney Bears fan. Yep. Um, and I'm not alone. I'm not alone. People laugh at me when I tell them, you know, because everyone wants to know who your team is, yeah, right, yeah. when you work in footy. Mm. And when I, like, even a girl last night who works in our studio for the news, so who do you support? I said, North Sydney Bears. <laughs> who are they? Oh, no. And then I'm like, you to the heart. Oh, <laughs> it but the problem is I'm so used to it because there's yeah. a whole – it's a whole generation that haven't been able to watch mm. the Bears play footy. Yeah. Um, so I'm more than happy to educate them. Um, <laughs> but it is, yeah, they're, they're, they are my my one and my only. What, what do you reckon is the unique trait about the North Sydney Bears that has managed to keep them alive and breathing this whole time? It's a good question, you know, like because it's, I mean, they were the team that just managed to throw away some matches that they should have won. And <laughs> through the whole 90s, oh, my God, you go back through some of the, the highlights reels and there's heartbreak there. Mm. And maybe there's an element of that. They seem to be you – know, I was pretty young. Like, by the time that whole Northern Eagles debacle happened, you know, I was sort of 15, 16, yep. a bit too young to understand the business side of it and how mm. Manly screwed over Norse, mm. um, which we already despised them yeah, and now we okay. despise them even more. Yep. Um, so it should be North Sydney Bears in this comp rather than Manly. Is oh, that what, should is that it ever? Saying? Absolutely. <laughs> um, but I'd rather both in yep. because yeah, footy feeds on rivalries. Yeah, okay. Right? Yeah. Um, but it, there's, I think there was an element of that being the you know everyone's second favourite team. You can't. You cannot beat, and it's like being at Henson Park to watch mm. the Jets. Mm. Like you can't beat tradition, heritage, yeah. and that is one thing the Bears have as a foundation club. Yeah, which is why everyone <clears throat> sort of throws them in the conversation about if there's going to be you know, another team coming to the comp, which we know inevitably there's going to be. Yeah, yeah. You know, do you latch onto a bit of that heritage and that history as well as bringing in a new side at the same time? Yeah, I don't mind the idea of like using the North Sydney kind of brand and also history in regards to. Like, I, I know I'm not sure about like the business administration side of things, the North yep. Sydney Bears, but merging them with a new club, I actually think that would be a really cool way of like bringing them back in. Because obviously, mm. I just think there's too many teams in Sydney. Not not too many, but we've got the right amount at the moment. No, I'm with you on that. And I'm from the Central Coast, so mm. you know, originally Central Coast Bears was the the idea for oh, them yep. to come back yep. in. And I, you know, that's the best of both worlds for me, being a coastie and then having the Bears back. But yeah, you know, on top of that. 
I guess, that love for the Bears that's out there. So they obviously play in the New South Wales Cup. Mm. And I was at their latest match against the Knights on the weekend, um, the week before last, and I was speaking to the girls at the merch desk. Mm. And they have the merchandise desk set up as you walk in the gate at North Sydney Oval. And they said the weekend before they had three, three and a half thousand people through the gate, yeah. which is a you know, bloody good turnout yeah, for, a, absolutely. Uh, for a New South Wales Cup match. Mm. They sold $12,000 of merchandise. No way. To New South Wales Cup team. <clears throat> that is that is pretty – that shows you, A, the, the strength of the brand. Exactly. Yeah. Which is something that I'm sure the NRL is aware of yeah. and also contributes to the fact that, you know, there's – there's a, you know, and it's not just the idiot diehards like me. <laughs> There's other people out there, I think, in passing who would like mm. to see in some way, shape or form them back. And from a commercial point of view, I'm sure the NRL would love to be getting a little snippet of that 12000 bucks for a you know, crowd of only three, three and a half thousand. Oh, mate. I mean, the NRL like a snippet of everything, yeah. <laughs> being <laughs> honest. <laughs> Don't worry, I work for Chella 9, mate. We're, we're propping the joint up, aren't we, along with Fox? Mate, um, like, obviously you just said you grew up on the Central Coast. How did you get into rugby league? Was it from a very young age or did you slowly grow into love? Yeah, well, so my old man, the reason I'm a Bears fan is my old man. So he lived at Castle Crag, so Lower North Shore mm. as a kid, and he grew up. Uh, he used to tell me five cents for the bus to ca from Castle Crag to North Sydney Oval, five yeah. cents to get in, five cents for his ice cream while he watched it, <laughs> and five cents for the trip home. So 20 cents for a day at the footy yeah. for a young bloke sitting on the hill cheering oh on his God. team. How good. That time's inflation. <laughs> it should be about two bucks to get in the footy. What's that? That's the 60s, 60s into the 70s. Oh, my was doing God. That. Crazy. So it's um, – look, the way – you know, and I grew up as a Bears fan, you know, and he's, he's a diehard, and then you just sort of – like most footy fans out there, you're bred into being – the fan that you are and yeah. we'd come down from the central coast every weekend for home games and then try and race back home and see if we made the the highlights on the abc news at seven oh, o'clock no. and see us in the crowd cheering on the team and yeah it was and there's a lot of bears fans on the coast you know mm. they used to spend a lot of time up there as a as a group too yep. sort of doing the shopping center rounds and mm. signing autographs and still got all my autograph books with all my flow and La gary larson's and no billy moore's way. far out and so what you so you catch the bus down there every so, single yeah, week so we drive well the old man to drive yeah um we had another diehard Bears mate of his mm. um, who was married to my kindergarten teacher <laughs> and is still you know, still very much a family friend to this day and we go down with their kids and yeah. we just pile in and then on the way home, old man would stop off at Barawa, get a couple of roadies for the rest of the freeway trip back up to the Central Coast and we'd yep. be drinking our creaming sodas and <laughs> eating Pringles in the back of the car talking about how we let another, another <laughs> lead go and how devastated we were, but we'd be back yeah. next week. Mate, it's uh, creaming sodas. Bring it back. Creaming sodas. I don't see it anymore. I don't see it anywhere. It was the grass. Like, it was the grass creaming soda. Absolutely. Bees, mate, I would, I'd take a creaming soda right now. <laughs> oh. very happy. Although I'd be happy with this midi bloke. Yeah, bloke midi. Yeah, uh, you yeah, know what? Midi. We should bring up bloke creaming soda. Right, there you go. <laughs> Could be something in that. Um, so did you did you play rugby league as well? No. So I, I remember playing one game when I was at um, in school. Yeah. As I reckon I would have been 10 and just got, mate. <laughs> Put it this way. I'm better at talking about footy than playing footy. Okay. Played okay. a bit of union in high school because that's yeah. all they played at my school. Yeah, yeah. Um, and again, just much better at talking about it. <laughs> like I would find myself talking about the game while I was on the field, which is a <laughs> little bit strange. Um, so I found my calling, mate. Yeah. No way. That's uh, it's it, you usually. I'd assume like it would be the other way around. If yep. You know what I mean? Like you'd play it for a while and go, you know what? And then you actually, I don't mind. But it's for you on their tour. So what do you? Did you feel like you were the team? I wouldn't say jester. Jester is the wrong word, but 
motivation at all or just not you didn't play it at well, all my mates just like to call me the water boy like okay. i was i was <laughs> his yeah. nickname's the water boy there you go Matt. so it's <laughs> it's pretty much what it was uh, and it's still a running joke to this day yeah um and then mate because i went into jet like journalism was sort of in broadcasting was always going to be my thing like yeah. i remember I've, I've got all these cassettes for the <laughs> the youngsters out there they're these <laughs> little sort of rectangle things with tape inside them yeah um and we used to do radio shows as kids and like wow. i'd do the sports update and everything like that i'm sure they're in a box somewhere at home so who's who was your you know because obviously growing up as a sports player or a footy player it's joey it's ken smith or whatever yeah. who was your guy in journalism and radio yeah look i mean like the, your kenny suckliffs of the world the, you know guys that i just see him at all these big events and it just <clears> looks so good whether it was like wimbledon or obviously origin mm. You know, and been there with all the the big name players, and you, I, I would look at a bloke like that and just yeah. be like, "That's that's the role, yeah, and that's that's the job." Yeah, did you get it? Oh, did you? You would have got plenty of chances to work with Rabs, though. That would have been pretty. Oh, mate, there's a co- like from a commentary perspective, like I still can't believe, like I, I feel so lucky that I got to cross over in the Rabs era. Yeah, you know, to get five or six years, six years, yeah, six five or six years with him, and I just cherished standing in the back of the commentary box yeah. and just watching from behind with Rab's in the middle and your Gus, your Stellos, your Joeys and yeah. just making their magic, oh, calling man. a game, you know. Like you can sit on the sideline and I'll have them in my ear anyway for certain games, but there were just certain nights where I'd just go and stand at the back of the commentary box mm. and just watch the game from their perspective, nothing in my ears because they're sitting right in front of me. Yeah, they they wouldn't it. even know I was there. No way. And it's, you know, for me, that's you know, the ultimate fan experience and yeah. I'm getting paid to be there. Yeah, wow. It's uh, what's I think interesting about Rabs is spot or what's so impressive about what Rabs did is like even in rugby league, the goats get replaced. Whereas I feel like Rabs, he, he's irreplaceable. Like there's no one coming through right now and it's not to disrespect anyone, no. but in my opinion, that comes close to Rabs in the commentary game. And yet in rugby league, our goats get replaced every year. There's yeah. a new goat going <laughs> around. It just shows you how he was head and shoulders above the competition. In a league of his own. He just, you know, and he, what he did with, and even, you know, like we did a, the doco on him last year mm. and, yeah, absolute privilege to be the one that actually got to help piece that together. Mm. But, you know, w- one of the real important things we wanted to get home with that was to do a, a whole segment on swimming mm. because what he did during the Thorpey, Hackett, Susie O'Neill era mm. nationally, yeah. you know, because there's people in Victoria and, you know, South Australia and WA mm. who might have heard him before or heard of him before, but yeah. obviously that you know he's not in their lounge rooms every yeah. week like they are with he mm. he's with Queenslanders and people from New South Wales. But the swimming, like that was iconic. Oh. You know, he's calling these races in Fukuoka. I can know, still the, I yeah. can still hear his voice with the swimming. Yeah, and that it was that swimming back then was prime time yeah. on Channel Nine. We were there was state election coverage yeah. that they broke into to oh, go to a way. Thorpey race. They were our rock stars. They were. Yeah, they yeah. were. Like they were in the number, you know, in the whole the Olympics obviously helped that hugely. And then off the back of that, the 01 World Championships and it's all the household names. Yeah. You know, we they you know, our swimmers are stars now, but nowhere near the extent to what we had back then. Yeah. And you can't really it was hard to emphasize that until you like we were going back through all the footage and just going, man, these are iconic moments and Rabs is a soundtrack there. It's not just origin. It's not just grand finals. It's mm. not just week to week rugby league matches. Yeah. yeah he's called, you know, he's called Melbourne Cups. Yeah, you mate. Know, the works. He's done it all. Done it all. Living legend. Living legend. Literally, like, it, as, as, as I said, it's just so, it's almost like, it's almost like the Ken Smith argument in regards to not the fact that there's other goats with Ken Smith, but like Ken Smith, for example, in his, he's the only position where inarguably, you'd say that's the greatest number nine of all time. Yep. And it's like, 
with Rabs. Inarguably, <laughs> yep. that's the goat. No yep. one comes close. Um, and so, yeah, I, it's just I, I honestly miss hearing him. Like when he remember when he retired before Origin, and I think it was to, he was he would have got like a hundred Origins. Uh, yep. And he had one more to go. Yep. And I was like, could they do some like just, mad reveal? Yeah, like he's a, here, he's here, walking out of the stadium, yeah. just waving to the crowd under like, spotlight. We thought he was retired, but it's he came okay. Back there and, could you imagine Rabs <laughs> out of retirement game? It would go down with like Langer. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, man, the Alfie comeback. Yeah, the Alfie comeback. It'd be the Rabs comeback. Yeah. Just one game. Mate. I tell you, he's boy, and honestly, and look, he's still. On the book, so to speak, at yep. nine, and yep. we use him for a lot of our tape pieces. And mm. he was there was one he did the other night, and it is like a warm blanket. Yeah, like yeah. It, it's just it just feels so right when you've got yeah. Rabs's voice around our coverage, yeah. and that'll always be the case. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. So, so you go to uni? Yeah, go to uni. What uni did you go? To? I went to Newcastle Uni. Okay, because you could when you're a coastie, mm. you get an extra four. I think it's TAR or whatever. It was UAI points back then mm. so I got an extra four and that got me in um, oh, whereas okay. I wanted to do courses in Sydney and just you had to be you had to be too smart yeah to okay so, so I managed to get into communications in Newcastle so, so I you didn't me. get inducted into the cult of the Newcastle Knights no no I did not you stayed strong yeah stayed strong yeah. but I remember actually <laughs> I actually did some um, work experience at NXFM which yeah. you know like was it's sort of the Today FM of Newcastle mm. And I remember we had to go to a night's training session once. And this was at the height of Joey, Bedsy and the yeah. Diddleys. Like, and I remember going there to, <laughs> to the training session. And, mate, like, all the, like everyone just – Joey walks onto the pitch. Yeah. And it's just everyone's <clears throat> just there watching. Yeah. Andrew, there's Andrew. And you just watch every, you know, every – and he comes over and, the, and you just you – I was just so nervous yeah, and excited. Yeah. And it was just such a surreal feeling seeing the guy do his, you know, just do his thing from behind the scenes and, mm. and be a part of it. Um, you know, and now I'm you know, now sitting alongside him and doing hearing work his with him, which is, yeah, <laughs> yeah, hearing his sprays. So that yeah. was that was a cool experience as a youngster, but yep. it, that only whet the appetite for me to want to you know, get more. amongst them all. It's uh, I, I always wonder like. Social media is such good access to players. Like yeah. it's so cool that you get to see what your player does. But I do feel it has like removed a bit of the mystery that the rock stars of yesterday oh, had. Yeah. You know, we didn't know what Joey was like. You know, we just we just saw this guy with a foot in his hand that, you know, I used to imagine that they drove around in Ferraris and like yeah. they live this like basically like English Premier League players. And then obviously when you meet them, you know, they're soul of the earth kind of guys or, you know, down to earth kind of thing. And I just wonder sometimes like has social media taken the mystique a little bit away from players? Totally has. Mm. I couldn't agree with you more. Like it was sort of, yeah, the, that, that element of unknown added to the intrigue yeah. and their superstar status mm. uh, a little bit. And if you ever cross paths with them, it was such a, you know, yeah. I talk about how nervous I was just seeing Joey at yeah. training as, as a player then, whereas you you see them so – and you can watch every game now. Yeah. See, when I, when I was a, a kid, like watching the Bears, like you hoped it was the TV game and yeah. if it wasn't, you had to go. Yeah. So, you know, that's different era now. You, mm. you, you're you immersed in their world a lot more than you've yeah. ever been and then, yeah, add the social element uh, onto that. Although I think a lot of those guys, including Joe, would be pretty happy there were no video mobile phones oh, wow. back in the day. Yeah. yeah, I can imagine there'd be some issues there. <laughs> even when I – like I come through in 2005, um, six, seven, kind of – even that era, Yep, we're lucky that camera yeah. phones weren't around and, like, I'm – I'm sure Joey was uh, a lot more <laughs> celebratory than I was. Could you imagine? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, okay, so you get, you get your uni degree. Yep. Well, not really. Okay. I mean, I, I've got it. 
Okay. But I got into the industry before, like while I was at uni. Okay. So I sat around in this room. Like we're at this big boardroom table mm. now filming this. It was like this in like a like a lecture room mm. and a tutor sort of goes around, all right, everyone, tell us, what do you want to be mm. at the end of your degree? And it, pretty much everyone says the same thing. Like they all want to be a reporter, a host, a newsreader or yeah. whatever. And I'm sitting there going, uh-oh. This ain't good. Like, this is one like this is one room of students around the whole country that mm. are sort of aiming for you know it's a pretty already knew it was going to be pretty cutthroat industry. Yeah. So I, was like, I had to do something else. Yep. So I a friend of mine that I knew was she'd go to this Redfern Terrace, and this guy called Max Rowley, who mm. used to be like the voiceover guy for like Wheel of Fortune back in the day. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. the next contestant yeah. on Wheel of Fortune, yeah. and he would teach you like you would sit there and like talk to a handy cam, mm. and he would then critique you in mm. front of the class, and you'd slip him. You know, some 50s at the end of the night and say, all right, I'll see you next week. And that was yep. just how it worked. And so I started doing that. And then uh, a few months into that, a guy that used to run sport at Sky News mm. um, back in the day, he went there back in you know, the 80s or whatever, came in one night and just said to Max, have you got a young dude that likes sport, might be able to help me out. No way. And they ended up going to work for Sky News for 13 years over at Fox 13 Hill. years. Yep. Wow. I, was nine, I was 19 and it was the best. Like it was just so good. And was it every sport? Was it a desk job? Everything. Was it in the so, field? Yeah. so I was sitting in the background sort of just producing for him. So mm. And he'd go on air and sort of present the sport on the news bulletins. Yep. And I was sort of helping him out. And then eventually, you know, they were like, all right, kid, get on air. Mm. So I got my head on telly when I was 20. You know, it's pay TV. Oh, no one was watching at the time. So yeah. it, was, it was a good place to learn. Yeah, yeah, okay. And then it caught, Foxtel sort of grew. Like mm. it grew and grew mm. and sports rights happened and <laughs> Sky News became a bit of a beast. Yep. Um, and then they got Olympic rights, and so I got to do all this mad travel. And yeah, um, eventually, you know, just somehow ended up sitting in front of you here after, <laughs> after a stint at night. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit that happened between now and then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, just a little bit. Did you immediately fall in love with it when you were doing it? Yeah, or? knew yeah, okay. I wanted to do it, then mm. did it, and loved it even more. Mm. And it's addictive. You know, I would imagine like you would, you know, when you're playing first grade rugby league and you're out there on you know, Friday night lights and yeah. it's like, get in my veins, give me yeah. more. Yeah. Like I was the same, like going into a newsroom for the first time. Mm. And when I'd watched, I actually watched a lot of Sky News before then as a youngster, just wanted to learn and see how they did it. And then mm. all of a sudden you're there. Yeah. And you're like, okay, this is me. And yeah. it went from being a day a week to two days a week to three days a week to yeah. a full-time job. Mm. And it's like, all right, what's next? Yeah. And it's like, all right, sweet, I'm going to the Beijing Olympics in 2008. No Mate, way. I'm a young kid sitting on a Jetstar flight with a backpack, with a camera and a tripod, oh, just going, let's do this. And then going over there and filing reports all by myself for yep. oh, two and a half weeks in China. Never been to China. Wow. Like, do you remember what? Do you, what? What's your biggest memory from the Beijing Olympics? Um, probably the well, it's the culture, like just getting mm. there and going, oh, shit, this ain't the Central Coast, like this, <laughs> like this ain't. This is a long way from home. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was lucky; I had a couple of colleagues there. David Spears was our political editor, mm. who's now obviously at the ABC, and uh, Suzanne Lattimore, a guy called Eric Young, and so I was there with people that had sort of been there and done that a little bit. So mm. that helped us, you know. When I was, so, oh, wait, what am I now? I'm 23. Yep. Um, and yeah, probably, and just, just sort of, I went in head first, like mm. that, I didn't hold back. I yeah. just thought, you know, I ate the food, I, I ran the streets and you just sort of worked it out as you went and yep. I came back alive. Bit of uh, Leonardo DiCaprio beach vibes maybe? Yeah, totally. <laughs> Good movie. Great movie. Great Great movie. <laughs> I've watched that a lot too. It's one of those ones that you can rewatch. 100% Leonardo. I mean, what about the range of the bloke? Seriously. Oh, my, yeah, he's my number one actually. Is he? Yeah. Okay, okay. I'm trying to think. Mine would be Denzel. Denzel, Denzel yeah, he's, he's right a up there with me. Bone Collector, that was a good movie, mate. He, they're just—I think they're releasing 
uh, Equalizer 3 oh, he's, soon. He's churning out the Equalizer. Mate, I loves it. So it's almost like the John Wick kind of thing with the counter reefs. Have you seen John no, Wick? No, see, I haven't done it. So I was talking to Freddie about John Wick the you other day. Do it. He's obsessed with it. Mate. Might tell me about it. He goes, I go, what, what happens in it? He goes, it just kills people, mate. Mate. Is that what happens? There's like, so you know how a lot of movies today, there's a lot of outside noise that may influence yep. scripts and yep. what happens in, nah. This right. is just a bloke's wet dream. In from a from my perspective, you know, plenty of girls. What I mean, my wife loved it as well. Yeah. But this is just Keanu Reeves kicking ass. That's it. And is he like Matrix style? Just or it's is like it so. What they've done is it's like grounded. It's like grounded fantasy in a way where, like, of course he would die if he fought this many people, but. He's literally trained in right. jiu-jitsu and gunplay. So it's not like he's got magic beams shooting out of his thing. He's almost like the ultimate assassin. Like, for example, they wear suits that's uh, bulletproof. Sweet. So, like, it's like 007 on right. steroids. Okay. 007 on steroids. There so, like, go. Liam Neeson in Taken, right? Like he Crank it up. He should have died eight times. Crank it up. It goes to, to France thousand. and just pops off like yeah. eighty dudes that are. You know, Crank that up to yeah. a thousand. It is just you just sitting there going, right. oh, "What's happening? This and, is the best." And you can make a third one, and it's still not old. What's well, number four? And the fourth was the best one. Wow, right. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get on it. I'm telling you, okay. you gotta get on it. Right. Um, okay, so you're at you're at uh, the Sky News for a decade. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, it's good. And, and so you were considering leaving Sky News. Yes, yeah, so there's a couple of times I sort of. Um, uh, well, I got a few sort of phone calls. Mm-hmm. Um, and At what time though? Is it 3 a.m. in the morning? So <laughs> <laughs> The bad ones. Uh, there was one to, yeah, a couple, and even one to, to come here at one stage. Um, but some, the stars just didn't align for mm. certain, certain moments. And then, then I went, you know what? I got to a point where I'd sort of, I think I'd done all I could. I'd done a lot of travel. Yeah. I hosted my own show over there and mm. um, decided just to go on a roadie with the missus. Yeah, um, wow. Before we had kids. What, through Australia or Europe? It's through Australia and then yep. we we're going to go overseas. Um, we're just going to do the van thing. and Mate, I would love to do that I with know. the missus. And so we were done. So I quit and then got a phone call from uh, Tom Malone, who was head of Wild World Sports mm. at the time. Yeah. And I'd seen him at this fundraiser I hosted earlier in the year and I told him about the roadie. Mm. And he goes to me, oh, this is December 2016. He goes, oh, you still going on that road trip? Mm. <laughs> Looked at the water missus. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Depends what you're about to ask me. <laughs> yeah. He goes, do you want to host footy on nine? I was oh, like, oh, Jesus. Anyway, like I already knew what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're sure. <laughs> that's, this is the, that's the worst part. And I had like, I'd chosen the van we'll get and then everything. Yeah. And so I took the missus out for dumplings and. That's definitely an equal exchange. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> hey, darling. <laughs> So I'm, uh, road trip yeah, to yeah. Australia, then Europe. So, yeah, so we're going to put off the road trip. Yep, eat a dumpling, <laughs> sing towel. Um, but she, mate, she was great. She, yeah. you know, she knew that. Yeah, you know, as a league fan, mm. you know, and and nine, how much I, you know, I've I was I've always been a nine person. Yeah, she was great. So yeah, next minute, you're in uh, yeah, nine, standing there, my first game at nine. Oh, mate, it was forty-one degrees what in was Newcastle. The first gig? So the first gig they threw me on. Weekend today, yeah. Just to sort of go, hey, Channel Nine viewers, here's a kid who's going to be like hosting. He's a new guy. Yeah, he's a new guy. He's yeah. going to be hosting some sports, so I may as well just shove his face on our screens before yeah. he actually hosts mm. footy. Yeah, um, and that was fun. Like it's you know seven to ten a.m., so there's none of that you know three a.m. alarm and yeah. just good banter. And mm. I was blown away because they bring in breakfast and stuff. <laughs> so yeah, you thought you yeah. made it. I'm a rock yeah. star. This guy uses BYO everything, mate, <laughs> even the makeup. So they'd, um, yeah, it was great. So I'm like, all right, this is cool. I can get used to this. Mm. And then the footy came around quickly. 
Um, yeah, and we still had cricket then too when I started. So mm. I went to the SCG, oh. hosted a couple of events for yeah, nine. And mate, got to sit in the commentary box mm. with all the nine guys. Like yeah. it was, oh, like, yeah. you know, footy and cricket are you know, my things. And so that's you know, my. And you would have been like, what, 29, 28, 29? Yeah, so oh, when are we? Early 17. So I'm, I'm in my early 30s. Yeah. Early 30s and just like loving it. Yeah, like just, yeah, I'm 32, just going, this is, yeah, the this, dream. this is the dream. Yeah. And I'm sitting there watching Bill Laurie and Warney call cricket. Just. And then I, my first footy was Newcastle, mm. which I always thought was kind of, is it serendipitous? Like the fact that I went yep. back to where I did my degree <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah. there I am at you know, Marathon Stadium or McDonald Jones, I think it was at the time. And it's 41 degrees, oh. the hot, mate, it's February, like, I think they were, I think it was like the World All Stars they did then, or oh, the NRL. No. Like it was one of those kind. It was just yeah. wasn't working then. Yeah, but that was my first game, and I'm there with Joey and Sturlo. And I remember walking in, and the, there was a production meeting happening, and there were dead set seventy people getting spoken to by the director mm. about, and he's reading off the rundown going, and then James is going to say this, and then we'll be going there, and James is doing this, and mate, the whole <laughs> media about what was what, like what, who I was throwing to, and what I'm going. What's doing? Like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is too big. This is no. I'm not, I'm not ready for this. <laughs> this is the Origin Day boom. Yeah. before you even played an NRL game. Just <laughs> seeing how the cogs turned on yeah. a coverage. Yeah, you know, and there's there's twenty bloody cameras at these games. So mm. you've got someone on each camera. You got a truck full of people who are. You know, like Matt over here is pressing buttons and things are going on. Like mm. it's mm. it's out of this world. Like yeah. and to see that that was daunting. And mm. then to walk out the pitch and. 41 degrees, and we were going over the 7-Eleven getting a slushy, and it melted before I even crossed the road to get back over there, no and then just going. And then I'm live with, hello and welcome, here's Andrew Johns, here's Peter Sterling. You know, I'm just crap. What was Joey in that saying to that? Were, you know yeah. what, they were great, because I was coming in after a Von Sampson. Okay. You know, like the queen of rugby league, mm. and who I'd worked with at Sky News. Mm. Bloody legend. Yeah. And I knew how much they all still – Loved it. Like, yeah. they loved it. No one wanted her to go, yeah, but she yeah. did. You know, it was a great gig to get at Fox. And, you know, obviously she's owned it and was always going to. Yeah. So you kind of, like, you're kind of screwed yeah. coming in after someone like that. Yeah. Um, and I sort of stepped into it thinking, oh, you know, and there was, there's certain personalities you've got to win over over time. And I yeah, had to sure. do that. Like, for it wasn't sure. all, oh, hey, Brace, straight away. Yeah. I was Welcome like, in. Welcome yeah, in. Who's yeah. this buck two plays? Yeah. You know, he's just come from freaking nowhere. Well, he's on pay TV, was he? Yeah. yeah Sky, oh, Sky Racing, no Sky News. It's like, oh, man. Yeah. It was, it was tough. Yeah. It was tough, but fun. And I wanted, like, I sort of just, you embrace the challenge, right? Yeah. Like, you know, it's a dog eat dog world out there. And if you, you know, you just got to give it a crack. Well, if you like, especially in media, if you half step into it, they can notice it even Mate, more. Straight away. You'd rather just go all the way in yep. rather than be like tentative. Yeah. And good bosses help. Like, mm. you know, obviously Tom had, Tom Malone had hired me and backed me to the hilt and he was great with advice. You know, I've got certain people in my career who I will talk to. Yeah. You know, you'd be the same you know, as a footy player or in your media life now mm. where there's certain people that you can kind of turn to and go, what do you think of that? Mm. Oh, what would you do better there? Or, mm. yeah. And you just sort of- I've got this bloke is honestly bad advice yeah, every time. Mate. Seriously bad. <laughs> <laughs> the company would He's literally nodding. explode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they'd love to throw you under the bus, mate. It is, it's a sick thing actually. Now that I've been there a while, mate, the, any chance they get to make a fool out of me, they take it. But I'm still there, mate. What are we? That was yeah. So seven, six, seven years on. Wow. Yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, I know it would feel like forever for you, but it's quite a. 
not a rapid rise, but to become such a, you wouldn't think this, but to become such a household name in rugby league in, you know, six, seven years, like a lot of footy players have got to play their whole career. Then they've got to be in the media for four or five years before they get any respect on TV kind of thing, you know? Yeah, you, I think the biggest thing is just knowing your role. Mm. Like, that's a thing. Like, mm. people don't tune into Nine or when I was doing the podcast with Gus you know, or anything like that. They're not tuning in, and this isn't me, oh, it's, this is me being serious. You don't tune in for the host on mm. footy coverage. Mm. You tune in for the expert analysis. Yeah. You know, and one thing Nine has, you know, which is what I always admired, and they've still certainly got it. You know, is this A-grade talent? Mm. You know, when I sit there on Origin Night and it's Cam Smith, JT, Billy, mm. and on one side and I look over the other side, you know, it's you know, Freddie, Joey, Sterlo, Gus, whoever. Like, yeah. you just, you know, and there's, you know, Rab's calling or now, you know, with Maddie and mm. Salty and Speedy. Like, it's the guys on they're, – they're, they're the ones, they're the stars who yeah. help make the coverage. And, mm. the pl- and then it's – the entertainment's the footy too. Mm. So yeah. you've got to remember that. So it's – my role's just a bit part. Know your role. Try and – Ask the questions mm. that, you know, when it's question time, that I think that he's a fan, you know, back in my day watching the telly, that yeah. you know, I, I would want to get an answer to. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And is there any initial, like in those first few years, games that you remember, moments that you remember oh, with yeah. like fellow commentary uh, yeah. or fellow team members in the nine team? My first Gus death stare. No way. Oh, <laughs> mate. Oh, mate. I just, I'll never forget it. And so it's a running gag now with Gus, like, don't talk about Origin too soon. Because I'm always like, you know, two months out. So, Gus, Campbell Graham, (laughs) what do you reckon? reckon? Uh, James, stop, yo. And it's – but (laughs) it wasn't funny the first time. And we were – it was one of our pre- or post-match coverage. I still remember at ANZ Stadium, Homebush, we're up in this – we're on level five, our set up there. Mm. It's up a tier and Gus was on the end, always on the end of the set. And – my producer and me we were talking about Origin. He said, oh, and this is real early days. He's like, oh, ask us about some of this. Mate, talk about being thrown under the bus. <laughs> I've gone to, and at the moment I asked it, so and so going to make it for the Blues in his dead set march. And I, mean, I just remember the look. March. And I've met this guy, like dead set. I've, I've met him twice. So I'm all, and you know, Gus is an intimidating man. Yeah, yeah. And still to this day, you know, I love him with all of my heart. Like, yeah. I, you know, it's one of my great treasures of working at Nine <laughs> is just how well I've got to know Gus and how much I love him. Yeah. But I will never forget the look on his face, <laughs> mate. And when Gus gives you a look, oh, mate, like, I can't even imagine what it was like if he was filthy with you when he was coaching. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. And <clears throat> mate, all I just wanted to sink down <laughs> into this little hole and disappear. Yeah. And it was the first time I was dead set speechless on air. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, my God, how do I get myself out of here? And you could just feel the guys. No, like, I think Stello probably saved me and just started going, well, maybe. Uh, yeah. And that's where Stello was great. Yep. Stello's your, he's your presenter's friend. Yeah. Like he okay. would, he'd always just give you a little finger if he wanted to chime into the discussion so you wouldn't talk over him. Yeah. Or if he, you know, he, if he knew you were battling, he'd come in and help. He could break the ice and, oh, mate, I owe that guy plenty. <laughs> the great um, Gus. But, yeah, the Gus Dest there. My goodness. It's, um, he, it's, it's, it's amazing how relevant – I mean, it's not amazing because he's such an impressive man, but he stayed so relevant for so long, mate. Gus, and understands, like, you know, understood the game 40 years ago. Yep understands the game 40 years later. It's, exactly there is, the mate, he, you talk about people living and breathing footy, mate, he is footy. Yeah. Like, and he loves the game. He watches every second of every game. And oh, not just because he works at the Dogs or he works at the Panthers or because yeah. he works in commentary. Mate, he wants to watch it. Mm. And he's not just watching first grade, 
Yeah, he's watching. Yeah. He sees everything. Yeah, he knows what's going on mm, everywhere mm. across the game. You mm. know, and he's he's passion for it. You know, and that there's haters out there, mm. but mate, trust me, when he's not in the game and not you know doing what he's you're doing now, you are gonna miss him. 100%. You are gonna miss him. So yeah. just be careful what you wish for yeah. the people out there that do poo poo what Gus says. Yeah, because every fight he's fighting. You know, there might be self-interest from a bulldog's point of view or mm. whatever, mm. but every fight he's fighting is for the good of the game. Yeah. And that's why I love him so much mm. because he's just passionate for our sport. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he has no real need to still be involved. No. He, he could have he kicked up his feet years ages ago. ago. Yeah, um, but he doesn't want to because yeah, he loves it. What loves else it. What else would he do? Like Wayne Bennett would be the same. Yeah. What else, you know, what else is he going to do? Yeah. He is rugby league. I always wonder the um, – what would have happened if the Gus Gould, Wayne Bennett thing at the Panthers? Oh. Or the handshake. It's it's one of two things, right? Yeah. Like, it's one of two things. It's either unbelievable dream team that's still going or it just – Tears a cold Yeah, fire. or six <laughs> months in, it's like they're both not there anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, the respect between those two is something I love too. Yeah. You know, Gus just loves Wayne. Yeah. Loves it. You know, and that's – they know their position in the game. Mm. Like you watch that stand doco on the Dolphins. Like it's oh, it's nothing without Wayne. Mm. Like he's yeah. the star. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, and that's absolutely. that's when you realise like we go behind the curtain there and see what why Wayne is mm. how Wayne is. You know, we've I got to sit down with him for the Wally Lewis documentary that's going to come out on Nine during Origin. Yeah, and. Mate, we have 15 minutes. You know, he sat down. He, he you know, he'd never spoken about sacking Wally as captain of the Broncos. Oh, wow. So and which is. Back in the day, like in '89, that's sacking the biggest. The king. That's you're second to King. Yeah. Right? That's the biggest story in Queensland rugby league history, yeah, yeah. and probably, arguably, still might be. Like yeah. you go up there, and we spoke to a lot of play, players, ex players, about it up there, mm. and mate, they still go, oh, like it's it's still an elephant in the room. Yeah, for sure. And but Wayne just sounds like never spoken about it. This is the first time. This is the last time. But he wanted to speak about it. Oh, like it was wow. like he and mate, I sat there. I was going, oh my god, a candy store. <laughs> yeah, like it's yeah. just you get this. You're just cracking open a shell that you've never had the opportunity yep. to do it with before, and it's just all losing it. And you just like don't stop talking. Mate. Yeah, absolutely. like I just couldn't. I just didn't want it to end. And we get to the end of the interview, and firstly, I, then I can understand. Oh, I've never spent time with Wayne, so mm. I can totally understand why people around him love him yeah like now that aura that aura him. and mate then he just sat there and we just chatted mm. like i stood up to let him go yeah. he's, he's, he's sitting there yeah. he's just sitting there chilling he's his dolphin's kid he's just come from training and then he's just like so you know and he starts talking about other things about footy and then we yeah. all sort of sit down again and go oh, okay and you're just chatting with wayne mate, and sounds like brace is about to put on a dolphin's jersey mate, mate, maybe hey, maybe they might fins up baby <laughs> fins <laughs> up holy wayne's nearly got <laughs> north mid north <laughs> can we change it ones. maybe that's it maybe maybe <laughs> it's the, the redcliffe bears oh the but mate, he's bears. he's you know how, how good like mm. getting to talk to guys like that as i mm. said like you it's going to come a time where we're going to miss wayne Oh, mate. We're going to miss Gus. Yeah. And for anyone out there bagging him now, stop. Just yeah. regret it. And it's also like you can disagree with their opinions, but you can't ever question their intention behind what they're trying to do. That's it. Yeah, and they play the game. Like Gus is the media. Like he's got – he's like a puppet master yeah. with it all. He yeah. knows when to throw a little bit of feed out for the journos to go bang onto yeah. and then all of a sudden – you know, the real thing that's happening is over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and <laughs> Wayne's king Wayne's of it. King of it. Oh, like they, and that's why I think Gus admires Wayne so much yeah. because he sees what he does up there in Queensland and Gus can do it down here in New yeah. South Wales and they're just doing their thing, oh, you know. Masters, grand masters, grand seriously. Masters. Um, I want to know about, and this was this obviously only what, a couple of years ago, 
but the prank he's played on JT. That ended up on like some New Year's Eve special on CBS in America. No way. Mate, how the hell does that happen? Like, how bizarre. Like they, <laughs> yeah, they picked hey, that up. Here's what happened in some rugby commentary. <laughs> like, but, mate, it's, um, that was a perfect storm, though. Mm. And you couldn't do it to anyone else but JT. Yeah. Like, he was just the, he was the perfect <laughs> victim for it. Because he's just, mate, he's such a team player. And, mate, you can just see it. Like, he was like, all right, brace his down. I've got to act. I've got to act here. I've got to host. And, mate, then the cruelest part is, like, we're just, we'd thrown him under the bus and then we're just backing over him with, like, yeah. all, like, just producer telling him to throw to Freddie. No, nah, Freddie's not there. And just, oh, his eyes. The best part is his eyes lighting up at the moment he realises that he has to take over as host. Just the best. Just the best. And then his reaction too, mate. Like, he, the fact that he had... No fucking idea. <laughs> like, he dead set thought he was on air. Who masterminded the art? So, mate, our producer, Sean Burke, like, they sort of were just like, oh, April Fool's, we're at Brookie, yep. let's do something. It just went so much better than you could have anticipated. Like, mm. it was just like, oh, we'll give it a crack, so we're going to record it in the break. Yeah. But pretend it's live. Like, JT's <laughs> not going to know we're recording it. He's going to think we're live on air. And yeah. so he, that forces him to have to act because yeah. I'm over doing some fake spewing over him. Yeah, yeah, sick or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Food poisoning. And, and then Alana's there just giving him nothing but duck eggs. And it just sort of – it just worked. Yeah. I don't know why, I don't know how, but I think 90% of it's JT. Yeah. Like Because he's just so com- – there's his reaction. The eyes going, holy shit, I've got to be a live host. And then how he just wants to – then he, oh, yeah, Alana, what about that? And throw to Freddie. Freddie's not there. Okay, well. Then something, and then he just stands there, and then the big reveal, and <laughs> mate, he's just such a good sport. It mate. was all time. I can still <laughs> picture his face going. <laughs> <laughs> the best. It was so good. God bless him. Oh mate, and like you're right in regards to the perfect character to, to kind of to do that too. Um, <laughs> is there any other? Is there been any other pranks or things that I guess the watcher hasn't known has been going on some G ups or anything that you could reveal Yeah, I mean one of the best some of the best times we were having probably a couple of years ago Fatty would do our late night Thursday show mm. with us and mate again we talk about these icons of the game like Fat mate some of the stuff he gets away with <laughs> mate, he called Denica a 12 out of 10 on the coverage <laughs> like anyone else and mate you're on gardening leave <laughs> yeah, yeah, mate, yeah, they'd be done. screaming <laughs> getting cancelled <laughs> yeah Mate, fat doubled down. Like, he's rating everyone. Like, and only fat can do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and we're yeah. all – mate, even Denica's applauding him on the sideline. <laughs> like, he's, he's the best. Yeah. You know, yeah. He, you know, and that's – it's that sort of stuff where you've got to you – know, getting that balance right in commentary, you know. Mm. And, you know, you have it with your shows and everything yeah. like that. You've, it's all about chemistry. Mm. And fat just – he brings down the guard on everyone. Yeah. Yeah, and that's when you get the best content from some of the guys. Everyone's so good at like almost Trojan horsing a situation where yeah. you think you don't realize what's about to happen, yep. and then you just hit you with the nuke in the middle of what you say, and everyone just loses it. <laughs> going, what happened? What yep. is going on for it? Yeah, And he walks up to people for an interview or what? And he just like they're disarmed straight away. Even Wayne, yeah. Like I love just watching fat interview Wayne because you can just see Wayne going. Mate, I coached you. What the fuck? <laughs> like, what's going on here, mate? <laughs> Bizarre. Um, what about the uh, infamous Joey Johns post-origin blow-up? Oh, Walk us through how that all came together. I mean, it wasn't planned, obviously. No, well, it was the game New South Wales wasn't meant to lose, right? Yes. Yeah, you know, we're like that is that's one of the craziest nights I've ever been a part of. It's like people getting knocked out left, right, and centre. Insane. That, like yeah. anyone was uh, that was there will probably remember that as 
arguably the craziest game of footy they've ever seen. Mm. Uh, it was Origin at its just its best. Yeah. Like, and to sit sideline first and foremost, Suncorp Stadium is God. I love that place. <laughs> like that's another get it in my veins sort of thing. When you're sideline, packed cauldron. Yeah. Origin decider. Oh, it doesn't get better. Yeah, and I'm from New South Wales, but mm. like when Queensland's winning or it's a tight one like mm. that, at like you just won't feel anything like it. Mm. Um, but that night, like that's just. And it's, it's so hard now, We're like being – because I love Billy and I love Brad, but you just know one of them has to lose, Winner right? And, and it's yeah, like yeah, it's, it's going to be a it. tough few weeks at work <laughs> after that, no matter what. What's that tension like? Oh, horrible. Mate, it is – that is – mate, that's legit tension and not even the Brad-Billy thing. Yeah. Mate, the whole commentary team, that was the first year when I started. That is one of the first things I noticed where I'm like, oh, Origin. It means everything to Origin it. is like different. <laughs> and you'd be there on Origin night, mate, and – they wouldn't talk to each other. <laughs> there was this weird vibe in the yeah, com box yeah. before the game. Because like they're legends of the or- – like, Yeah, it's but not they like, hate each other yeah. on that night, mate. They hate – Fatty wouldn't look at Gus. Gus not at Fatty. Yeah. Sterlo's keeping to himself. Oh, yeah. You know, like Joey just isn't even there. He's going to hid somewhere else <laughs> until the game starts. Like, it is next-level tension. So real. Oh, you know, so real. And then all of a sudden we've got the two coaches now, which yeah. is just – that adds a whole other layer. You know, and it's, it's just it's so strange to have the two origin coaches. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's 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 so it's a double edged sword. Like it's fantastic, and it, yeah. you know, it, it screams to the caliber of the people that we have yeah. as part of the nine commentary team. Yeah. Mate, like the then you just know. Are you, is he playing mind games with yeah, you right now? Did he just throw oh, it out there to try to get him to think that he was going to select him? Yes, watching them try and not give away anything. Like they, they sit on the Sunday footy show every week leading up to a game, just <laughs> trying not to say something. It's which, like. Yeah, that Cam, Campbell Graham's going pretty, yeah, pretty yeah. well. Look at it and just like watch Freddie's face. Yeah. <laughs> Giving nothing well, away. Well, Nico Hines uh, oh. at six, so I don't mind it. Mate, watch Freddie's face. <laughs> so good. It's a bit, and there's nothing better than a Queenslander trying to pick a Blues team and a Blue trying to pick oh, a Queenslander yeah. team. Oh, it's good Because you don't know whether like are the Queenslanders intentionally trying to say, yeah, we'd pick him if he was a Queenslander <laughs> to, to get him picked for New South. You don't know. You don't know. Mind games. Yeah. Mate, the whole thing screws with your head, <laughs> which is why Origin is so bloody good. And so yes. that night... Like it was, oh man, like it's the match they shouldn't have lost. And just, it was all so extraordinary. You know, game three decided Brisbane. And it's, there is one place you don't want to be if you're Andrew Johns. <laughs> and it is right there in that moment. Yes. You know, and there's nowhere to hide because <laughs> mm. it's live freaking television. Mm. Anyway, so we, where we put our set in <laughs> the corner at Suncorp, it's on the pitch, but it's close enough to the stands yeah. for you to hear verbatim what anyone <laughs> is saying, right? And poor old Joey, you know, for anyone that watched the coverage, like, you, you know, he's just standing there and we're talking, like, I think I've got, God, is it Cam and maybe Lockie or, I've got Queenslanders with me, definitely Cam. Definitely I remember Cam. watching yeah. Cam's face. Cam's face. And Cam's like- just looking at me going, mate, what's doing? And we're <laughs> chatting away and we're talking, like, we're talking about Queensland and how amazing it is and, you know, they're doing their thing. Like, yeah. the Queenslanders are talking and Joey's on the end just... And not only is he having to listen to us talk about how great Queensland is. Queensland spirit, all that kind of stuff. Exactly. And he's already so upset about what just happened. Then he's having to hear, like, then it's salt in the wound. And then, like, there are, and this, I love Queensland, I love Queenslanders. (laughs) But Queensland on Origin Night does feral better than anywhere else. (laughs) Absolutely. In the world. And we're proud of it. Yep. And, mate, the shit he's copping from, like, these guys. Oh, my God. There's, like, 300 people behind the cameras. (laughs) I just and the poor guy, like they just go for the jugular, yeah. and so they're giving it to him. You got Queenslander standing next to him, giving it to him inadvertently, talking about because they're yeah, talking about Queensland. And I'm sit, and I so I'm watching Joey. So I get my phone out, text the producer. I'm like, 
ticking time bomb here. What do you want to do about Joey? <laughs> Like this because you can just see him and you know, having having half a dozen years of experience with the guy now you know, it's not me in Newcastle on 41 degrees yeah, going yeah. there's Andrew don't know him just going to ask a question to hope for the best yeah. now you know all his the body language and yeah, all the signs yeah. to know and mate Brian Freddie knew that he had to get out of there right and so then they're like no we've we just got to ask him for one comment about New South Wales I'm like okay can we hurry this up <laughs> anyway so I'm host, so I can get there when I want to get there. Yeah. And so I eventually just go, Andrew, and then the rest is, yeah, he just says, now we've got to listen to these idiots talking about the Queensland bloody spirit for another 12 months. And he's so emotional. And, mate, and it's like, I just want, like, a mate, and I felt like I just wanted to cuddle him. <laughs> and because I hear, like, at home, you can't hear what these Muppets are saying in the crowd. Yeah, 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 100%. And you just, you know, but that's origin. And, look, they choose to be that. He's a commentator. You've got to yeah. ride the highs with the lows and the mm. lows with the highs. Yeah. And he gets that better than anyone. And then he finally, yeah, he goes. And then he's sitting up in the, and we're cruel, mate. We're cruel in the TV industry. Then he's sitting up the tunnel and we swing a camera around. We get a live shot of him just with his head down. All set. I'm like, what, who are we? But God, this is good TV. Oh, it's the best. Like, it's just, you know, and I love him. And I'm just like, oh, but I like just, oh, and like I'm Switzerland on the night because I'm host. So I'm like, Playing half producer yeah. and like half friend and oh mate, like you just you just want to cuddle the bloke. <laughs> but that's origin, mate. And that's 100%. why Joey is the legend that he is because, yeah. and that's why you would have wanted to play for him mm. because, mate, that passion's never died with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Like, he'd run out there tomorrow if he yeah. could, and you, you can't buy that. Mm. You know, it's just there and it's raw, and it was, you know, as much as Joey probably hated it, you know, it was great TV. It was incredible TV, and like. He's saying what every New South Welshman is feeling and thinking. Yep. Like he he is like the, the the tip of the spear of New South Wales, pretty much. Absolutely. And it's like what I love as well is everything that he did in the Origin Arena. He has every right to go. I've I did my job yep. for New South Wales. I don't have to care as much anymore because I did my job. Yep. Yet he loves it so much. You know what? We're, 15 years, 16 yeah. years away from his last game or 18 yeah. years. Well, how could we – I mean, like, my first night reporting in rugby league in my job was the 05 game two. No way. Which was his night, oh like a comeback. God. And I've still to this day, you've never – like, I've never seen an individual performance like that. It's the greatest origin performance easily, in my Insane. opinion. Insane. Yeah. Like, you know, and this uh, – this, like, how one player can dominate a match like that mm. um, will always blow me away. And that's, you know, but that was Joey was origin. Mm. You know, yeah. Joey, Joey was origin. And it's, you know, as you say, 15, 17 years on now. And he still feels it as much. Just still feels it's it. It's so good. So good. I um, I hope they use it in like promo reels for this year. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. It will, it's just so good. And like with Cam's face gone. Oh my God. Is that a meme? That should be one of those little oh, gift things that mate. floats around. Just Cam going, he did that when Sonny Bill and Gal started yelling oh, at each yes. other that night. Yeah. Poor old Cam's stuck in the middle and these two are about to start trading punches. Oh mate. And we're sitting there going, oh, what have we started here? <laughs> Poor old Cam. He's, that's what you get for being a referee, Cam. Stuck in the middle, brother. <laughs> oh mate, it was, uh, yeah, as I said, great. Great, great TV. Um, is there any other moments that have really stood out to you, where you that, that have been either funny or where you've gone, wow, that's incredible. That's incredible. <sighs> Mate, o Origin is the beast. Yeah. Like, it's hard to go past that. Mate, my first Origin, like, you've, when you've watched Origin, and I don't think I would have ever missed one as a kid, mm. you've watched it your whole life. And then the, the credit, like, it's literally the countdown to you saying, hello and welcome to State of Origin 1 2017. Oh, yeah. And I'm just, you know, you're deer in the headlights. You know, like just, you are there. That's, yeah, there's you no, used to be on the other side of the TV. It. Like what's, what's going, and I'll never forget 
my producer who loved Yvonne Sampson as you know her, his host, yeah. and all of a sudden he's been lumped with this guy from <laughs> pay TV somewhere, and it's you know, five, four, three. Oh. Don't fuck it up, Bracey. Oh, Two, no one. Oh, no. <laughs> Hello, welcome to uh, Standard Origin 1. Oh. Uh, mate. Holy like, heckers. Talk about trying to throw me under so the bus. So was that the first one? That, that my very that? first origin. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, my God. Albeit tongue in cheek. Yeah. And, it, you know, and I, I don't think I, I did stuff it up too badly anyway. But uh, he, like that sort of thing, mate, just I'll never forget that because yeah. it's, you know, you're there um, – and you're just in this, like, I mean, crikey. Like, there's, as a young bloke doing, you know, cassette tapes as, you know, when you're nine, pretending to be a commentator yeah. and a host, and then you're there on Origin night. Like, it's ridiculous. Well, it also, like, the thing with Origin, now, I haven't been to a lot of football matches overseas, but soccer, I've been to an El Clasico. So, obviously, Barcelona versus Real Madrid yep. recently would have been at the end of, not would have been, it was at the end of last year. <laughs> would have been if it happened. I mean, this is a whole lie I'm about to tell. Um, <laughs> So El Clasico, so Real Madrid versus Barcelona. Yep. And don't get me wrong, the atmosphere there was something that like I will never forget. Like you're 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 not talking about a few people singing, a few diehards that yeah. like just love their footy or rugby league or whatever. You're talking about a stadium of pure diehards singing every word, every song, reacting to everything the microphone is being said, like by the guy on the big announcer or whatever. Uh, but the aggressive, visceral nature yeah. of Origin, I've never, I've never experienced anything like it. Genuine hate. Yeah, and it's just that aggressive. It's such a visceral feeling when you're there. Whereas soccer, it's this competitive nature, but it doesn't have that aggressive, yeah. violent nature that Origin does. Yeah, and you talk about history, mm. like just you dig in it. Like we're doing these Origin docos that we're doing. The one, you know, like getting all the Rabs highlights last mm. year and the Wally one we're doing at the moment. You go through some of the stuff. Yeah, yeah, and the, the how the hate is built, and yeah. it's turned into a huge commercial product as well. Mm. Like yeah. it's there's nothing like it in terms of you know the TV audience and everything mm. like that. But it's all built on something that's genuine. Yeah, you know, and you see the AFL have tried it before with their state of origin, and you know, it just it's not there. The history's not there. Mm. It didn't. It, it's got to start on the right footing. Yeah, and it did, and you had mm. icons like Artie Beatson, mm. and then you had Wally dominating like he did, and you know, and you still those new Brett Kennys, and you know, through the eighties, you come out the other side, and then mm. it's just it's it's a beast that you can't match, you can't fake. Oh mate, it's so and good. That genuine hate. I cannot wait for this year's one. I get um, you. It's just it's it's so good. What's been for you the biggest story? Like, so obviously you got the show one hundred percent footy. Yep. You know, obviously you've done work elsewhere in regards to like hosting during the, the weekends or whatever as mm -hmm. well. But what's been the biggest story to you in your career in rugby league where you've been like, this is like so dramatic? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, the, the the really tough one from a broadcasting sense was when all that stuff was going on with Gus and Hook at Penrith. Yeah, wow. Um, yeah, and just having to deal with that, that's one mm. thing where it does get kind of hard where people's livelihoods are at stake too because mm. it can get quite personal in footy. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's, yeah, we have you know, the habit of doing that. Yeah, with, you know, with scandals and everything yeah. like that. And, you know, I have to also remember my role. You know, I'm a footy host, you know. You know, as much as I'm a journalist as well and, mm. you know, I work in a newsroom, you know, five days a week at nine and um, present the sports news. In my role as a, you know, as a, you know you've got to – your colleagues, mm. you know, so you've just got to make sure – 
I just remember that period just being so hard and watching people sort of personally be affected by it as well. Mm. Um, yeah, and a lot of that's, mate, these things are brutal in the media now. Like, oh, my. Mate, when things, you know, like even Hook at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like he's gone. We all yeah. know he's gone. Yeah. He's just lost four straight. Yeah. You know, but he's still coaching. Still got to rock up to work still, every day. Mate, like that's like, how do you? It's, I, I feel like you just sometimes lose the humanity Get in the these goes. stories. Like mate, you forget, that's a person. Yeah. The amount of times I'll read an, an intro in our, you know, our sports news update where it's talking about a coach gone, sacked. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just run of the mill, path yeah. of the course. And they know it going into it. Like I've come into TV knowing I could be cut at any moment. Yeah. You know, and you need to know that. Mm. I'll miss it. I'd be gutted if it happened. But mm. you you got to come in. Yeah. You know, first grade footy player. You go in, you know that, you know, if you don't perform, you're gone. You're gone There's always someone there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's – so, and it's no different for the coaches and, you know, and the players. And you just – I do feel like, you know, we're probably more aware of it now than we ever have been. And players mm. are calling yeah. it out, particularly mm. on social media. Mm. Um, so it is something that you sort of just got to be aware of. Um but it's yeah, it can be a fine line, mm. a fine line between you know reporting something and then you know just making sure that people that you're talking about are actually you know okay. Yeah, yeah, actually human beings that are being yeah. spoken to properly. Um, what's the best uh, on 100% footy? What's the best oh. gal v oh. Gus blow up you've it seen? Is good. The early days, we used to have this round desk when we were at our old studios. Mm. And just to have them like pointing at each other over the desk, mate. They blow up. They, they they've blown up about pretty much anything you can blow up about <laughs> in rugby league. And the best part is Gal walks off the set, and he's all like, you know, to his credit, he'll put up a fight with Gus, but he'll come off. He go, did I win that? No, Gal. <laughs> like, no, and you can't beat Gus. Like, and he knows that now, uh, but he still goes in and has a red hot yeah, crack, yeah. mate. The fighter in him. Yeah, and that's the best part. Like, because there was there was no love lost between those two when we created that show. Mm, yeah, yeah, and look, it's because uh, well, it, like Gus had a lot to say about the era that. Uh, it's a soft premiership. Yeah. We relabeled the soft premiership, yeah. but also when New South Wales were getting beaten by Queensland, yes. Gallon oh. was the uh, captain a lot of the time. Mate. Gus is just lo- launching rockets at them, <laughs> hammering them. Mate, I'm facing about 20,000 immortals yeah. in this Queensland side. Give me a break, bro. What do you want? And, mate, they, they very rarely in that, you know, and you've probably spoken about it heaps, there were very few clean sweeps through that sort yeah, of Yeah, I think there's only one. Well. 10? Yeah. yeah, which is remarkable. Which is, like, yeah. But they, they deserve credit for that New South yeah. Wales considering the team that they're up against. I, I think that history will be kind to that New South Wales yep. era, whereas in the moment, they were getting eviscerated. Yep. Like in the papers, oh that God. New South Wales side, I don't think we were appreciating like, we were, pl- like think about how absurd this is. We were replacing immortals with immortals. Yeah. Like Lockie's probably going to be an immortal. Yeah. Cam Smith, definitely going to be an immortal. You could make a case for Thurston, Slater. You could even make a case for Cronk. Um, when it comes to greatest front rows of all time, Webke, Petro, Matt Scott's up there. Yeah. Like we were literally <laughs> replacing goats with goats. It's ridiculous. I, I don't think it's ever been done before. No. But then the frustrating part, and I can see from Joey's perspective, is that that era is over. <laughs> and we still it's, find a way. <laughs> Wayne comes in, gets a series win. Billy comes in, gets a series like it's, it's incredible, which is, you know, whether it's the Queensland spirit or not, it's origin. 
It's the Queensland spirit. We just keep coming back to orange. Can confirm. Can, can, can confirm. confirm. Queensland spirit. <laughs> Queensland spirit has been confirmed. Oh. All sources in Queensland can confirm it. Hey, first, <laughs> where's your Queensland spirit? I just that guy just pops into my head all the time. Mate, once a week. I reckon yeah. once a week I hear. Hey, first, where's your Queensland spirit? Yeah. Where is he now? I'd love to get him back to a game. I would love for him to have like a chat to Thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> get the one on one. You know, he's probably a massive fan of Thirsty. He probably loves him, but he bloody just oh, came on the hill. Mate, nothing beats that. Um, What's the greatest moment you've seen on a footy field? Ah, uh, wow. Yeah, look, probably oh, there was a few. One of the most controversial was actually a Bears game when I was a kid, SFS. Yeah. I think it was 94 playing the Raiders. Mm. And Gary Larson got sent off. And I'll, I just remember, I'm pretty sure Lomax had been sent off for Canberra as well. And, mate, I've never seen my old man so ropeable and just mate we're we're in the bleachers yeah yeah and it was probably it might have been bill harrigan or greg mccallum refing that day and mate just <laughs> gary larson mate queensland legend yeah, as yeah. you know wouldn't hurt a fly intentionally you know great mate he's a tackling machine 60 tackles a game but spearing someone on their head not him mate not in the major no semi-final way, no way come on and i remember the whole car ride home oh. i think I, I think my old man picked up a case instead of a couple for the roadies yeah. of a hour on the way back um, but, mate, like, even being there, like, I'll never forget, you know, you talk about Joey and his emotion. Mm. The night Thurston had done his shoulder in that origin at ANZ Stadium in Sydney. Yeah, 2017, Yes, yep. yes, my first series hosting because Laurie Daly was coach. Mm. And, mate, you knew he was cooked. Yeah. But they didn't target him. They hit him out in the wing. And after the match, you know, and Joey, so I'm sitting at the, up on the set watching the game with Joey and we're up on level five. And he's just, mate, he just... Get him! Like, just losing his mind. Why are they going for him? Why are they going for him? Get, look at him. Look at him. He's lit. He can't even hold his arm up. Like, yeah. just, yeah. you could just, the head noise on this guy. Like, <laughs> and I'm just sitting there going, oh my God. I'm like, like, just, it's, it was hard to watch, but you could understand what he was saying. Yeah, like, yeah. I was like, because he, he, he has had the opportunity. He yeah, would go straight at him. Smash him. Get one of your big boys <laughs> yeah. to just trample Thurston. Yeah. And they never did. And then Thurston gets the chance to kick that goal and does. And, yeah. and, mate, rest is history. And then, again, I'm sitting there and Joey's on my panel straight away after the game. So, of course, I know what to ask. It's your first year in Origin. First year, mate, there was a lot going on that year. <laughs> and then... You've just got like you know the raw emotions there, and you got to you know it's it's a cruel thing. Again, it's almost like what we had last year, whereas I knew how angry I was about it, and I just said to him, "Mate, JT, should they have targeted him?" <laughs> <laughs> and you know, like you know the answer to the yeah, question, yeah. but you know, you, no no one at home was sitting there with me watching this guy just <laughs> implode. <laughs> and again, like you just like he's just so blue, and mate, and you know what I love about Joey. He was so, just as emotional on the TV about it yeah. as he was sitting there on his own about it. Yeah, yeah. You know, he just, he didn't, he doesn't, you know, say one thing off air and then, and then another yeah, on it. Yeah. There's not, as a, as a host, there is nothing worse than hearing a conversation in an ad break. Oh, oh, yeah, for sure. And then having the proper conversation on air about it and different things being said by certain people, yeah. it's just, it's a, it kills you yep. because you, in the end, that's, it's a performance. That's, yeah. that's not live TV. Mm. You don't get that with well, you don't get that with our guys. Yeah. But you certainly don't get it with Joey. <laughs> no. And mate, just throwing the chicken feed out for him there and then just sitting back and going, Oh <laughs> and he just and he launched. 
And it was the headline. Like yeah. It was the headline for days after that. Andrew mm. Johns smashes New South Wales. For, mm. And rightfully so. Like New, yeah. South, you know, New South Wales didn't deny it. Like mm. it was, they should have done it. J, JT will even, we've spoken about it with him. Like, yeah. JT would have done it. JT would have done it. Yeah. Like, he's, JT's the same. He bleeds maroon just as much as Joey bleeds blue. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and he, like, he said it. He would have done exactly the same thing. Just mm. go at him. Mm. Go at him. Best player on the field. He needs to be gone mm. not just injured yeah you know, some people yeah. say that you know, you should, you know it's, it's origin you know come on please it's i remember <laughs> this one time i uh so i broke six ribs and my lung collapsed round three. Oh, that and i think so painful uh it was very painful very very painful and i came back i think either three or four weeks later yep. anyway so every time i got the ball newcastle it's playing newcastle again what's with these people <laughs> Every every time I got the ball, they would be like, hit his ribs, hit oh. his ribs. <laughs> anyway, I got an inside ball off Lockie. And I think, it was it Steve Stimson, the big fella? Yeah, Steve Stimson. Stimson. Yeah, big dude. Absolutely cleaned big me dude. up. Joey loves him. Mate, ribs, Gonskis again Last was out right. for the rest of the season. God. Wow. Yeah. So you shouldn't have been back. Yeah, I was an idiot. I was young and, you know, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just went on and they knew. And they, to the slaughter. They knew they must have done some video session. His, his ribs, there's no way with that many ribs broken, he, he should be back in three weeks. Boom, got me. I remember there's this famous footage in AFL of Nick Revolt. He had his shoulder strap that was stuffed. Mm. And I'm sure it was Nick Revolt. And all these players kept coming up to him and just <laughs> back play, just dropping their shoulder into his. <laughs> and it was just like, he's like, <laughs> and you feel so sorry for him. It's like, mate, you want to go out there. No, it's a professional sport. You've got to expect that. But there was outrage because he's a very likable guy too, Nick Revolt. Yeah. So that might have played a role in it. I think uh, it's, it's, such a, it's such an interesting dynamic between footy players and the fan base because I think the fan base are often removed of the violent nature of rugby league. Yeah. Especially most of the footy fans watching on TV. Yep. It's kind of like this. Like you watch boxing and you see people get punched in the head with gloves on. And on TV, yeah, it might look bad, but you don't actually know until you go to a fight yep. and you hear the contact <sighs> and you feel it. And it's the same with rugby league. Until you go there and see the speed at which the game is being played and the size of these boys, yep. it's a violent game. Mate, the, um, like I was talking about Suncorp before, mm. like where we sit, like we are so close. Yeah. And on those, not those origin, and that night in particular, game crazy, three yes. last year. Mate, huh. like, and even our boys, like, where were we? Oh, that Manly Melbourne game the other week. And they, oh, they, yeah. there's three tackles in a row. And like Justin Mullen's usually the one putting him on. <laughs> yeah. And he gets bent in half. Yeah. And JT's reaction is, God, I'm glad I don't play anymore. <laughs> like, it's sickening. Yeah, it is like, it's a car crash every hit up pretty much. Yeah. And I saw Mason Cox was on 60 Minutes in the US. And this is a Collingwood player. He said the other day, the AFL's toughest sport in the world. I'm like, Aussie oh, rules. Are you kidding? Mate. mate, come to an, we invite you to a state of Please origin match. Come and, come and tell me. Oh, that is, that's outrageous. Like, Look, AFL's a tough sport. But it's not close to right No, it's, it is tough, mate. No doubt about yeah. that. But come like, on. just. Come on now. There's nothing, nothing beats rugby league, and particularly at Origin level. Oh, Origin. And if you watch that, that game three, that's the most violent game I've ever witnessed. Yep. Like, it was genuinely like <laughs> explosion after explosion. Yep. Just going, what's going on? Like, Don't you reckon the weird thing is, though? Like, just when you think Origin can't get better, it yeah, does. Yeah, it does, yeah. Like, yeah. we've had some, like, these last few series, some crazy nights. Yeah. Like so just true. some BS matches that you're just like, how did that happen? Yeah. Like going to Adelaide and like just seeing what Queensland did in that second yeah. half. And then the record wins by Tommy and Trell and yeah. Jerome, Cleary. Like so what what I love about, um, as you said, like the Origin Arena is 
what I well, it's it's a double edged sword because it's so great right now. But because when you're in it, I feel like nostalgia makes things better. Yeah. Yep. So like right now, I don't think we're really appreciating this great rivalry that's going on. We're yep. too caught up in the, you know, New South Wales should be five in a row rather than this is a great like we've got Billy Slater, Cam Smith, yep. first Freddie Fitler, yeah. Alexander, <laughs> and Joey, and and Thurston <laughs> as so coaches. Good. Like so, you've got basically Joey and Freddie who. I'm sure once a week they wake up from a, a dream, dreaming they played that eight in a row. Yep. So they could say, "You, there's no way you'd get eight in a row against us. Then you got Smith, <laughs> Slater and Thurston going, we would love to take you on when we're at our best. Oh. And they're, they're coaching against each other. Wouldn't it be great if there was a way you could do that? Just to get those. Just like, to see what would happen. And, how, yeah. and that's the beauty of, of the history of rugby league. Yeah. Right? You, you, know, you can't, comparing eras and... Mm. But my God, like growing up, just watching someone like Joey, like that was, you know, he yeah, was my, my vintage through and through. Um, what's, the, what's the plan for the great Bracey? The, gr oh, the Bracey plan? Jeez, oh, mate, hold on to my gig. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mate, we're all nah, there. Mate, it's, mate, just keep, like we've been, so like there's the footy, obviously, mm. and we're, we're in it for a while now. Mm. Um, you know, to think that I'm you know, six in my seventh year now is like pretty mind-blowing. Mm. Um, but you know, we've we do the Australian Open tennis. Yeah, that's been a great, you know, just a great. I'd love outlet. to experience that. It's yeah, a, mate, it's that, that is a party. Mm. I mean, they get all, they get almost a million people through the gates over two weeks. Wow! And it genuinely, and having uh, been lucky enough to go and do a lot of Olympics over mm. the years, like it's a two week sort of festival of. Whatever. Were you there when Ash Barty won the Oz Open? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Got to interview her after. Had a beer with her, and then got in trouble for having a bloody beer with Ash Barty. Oh, were you on the panel there? I was the the one that James Matheson tweeted about. Because no we cracked way. a Corona and a Peroni and the internet blew up because oh one guy my God. thought we ruined everything. And do you, do you know what the worst part about that is? What? Yeah, you know, and cheers to Ash with my bloke in a bar beer. Yeah. Is her mates, Alicia Mollick and Casey Delacqua, were on the panel with me yeah. and Ash. It was their idea. Like it was because they were like, Ash will want a beer afterwards. Yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. like, sweet, let's get a bucket of beers. Mm. So when she comes up, mm. we can have a coldie. Yep. So it was her mates, like that. You know, yeah, we're all yeah, in it together. Her, yeah, 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 that yeah. know her. So it's like outrage machine. You can play in the traffic, mate. Like, it was what a bizarre take, though. Like Ash Barty, like such an inspiration to all Australians yep. everywhere around the world in Australia. And you're going to focus on her having a little celebratory beer? Ridiculous, absurd. But that is the, the you know, yeah. That I'm is not going to get all old man on us here, but that's the world we live in yeah. a little bit. Like everyone just. You get outrage about outrage, and it's and yep. that to me, like I've, I've not for one second in my career have I regretted that moment. Yeah. In fact, I wish I had a second beer with her because she's retired now. Yeah, so like, exactly. Yeah, I should have made the most of it. Oh, what a! Did, did, when she announced her retirement, were you go? Oh. Were you like? First of all, we we're all devastated. Devastated. But at the same time, we we're like, oh my god, I got to share this. Yeah, the last. makes it more special. Yeah. Like I just, I feel so lucky to have had that moment. Mm. Like an Aussie winning the Australian Open, and not just any Aussie, like just a bloody legend. She, for me personally, like she represents what an Australian athlete should be in every single way. Yeah. Like there's nothing like she. She's down to earth, competitive. But at the same time, respectful. Yep. At the same time, not boring. You know, like she's got the every, absolutely everything, everything about her as a superstar. She's three-time Grand Slam champion. Unbelievable. On top of that, too. Unbelievable. And she like reti retired, came back out of retirement. Mate, oh my plays god. Plays golf. 
cricket. Yeah. Like she, she's the – if you want to have a beer with anyone, like Ash Barty, like oh, top of the mate. list. So, 100%. Like, and like, you've got to have the last beer with it. <laughs> like last oh, drinks hey. with Ash. Like it was just, you know, so good. So I treasure that moment. Yeah. I hate that people try to poo-poo on it, but that almost makes it even more special because it's a bit of an up you yeah. – Yeah. Up yours to them. So um, bizarre because it's like – like you're talking about the the epitome of excellence, yep. and you're cracking, having a crack. Like maybe are yep. you the epitome of excellence? It's, yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't it, think you are. It's a unique thing that at the AO. So the when the whoever wins in the mm. men's and the women's, so they get their trophy, <clears throat> speak on stage, mm. and then they make a beeline for our set, which is outside at Melbourne. Like it's in Melbourne Park, but outside Rod Laver Arena. Yeah. So they have to walk through the tunnels with the trophy, and we've got a camera on them the whole time. Yeah. Well, so yeah. it's like a four or five minute walk, and we're just sitting there on the panel talking about them and how great they are. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they walk up and they're walking onto you. Like it's a really cool bit of TV yeah. and a bit of a tradition that's, you know, that will hopefully keep forever. Yeah, good. Um, and the crowd builds behind you and that night with Ash. And then, you know, we've had Novak. He's won, he's won every year. Like he's won everybody. Yeah, so good. He's just a freak. Yeah. And, you know, he's, you know, he's Novak. And you've got to enjoy it. Again, like we were saying earlier, like the haters are going to hate. Mm. But, you know, the, we miss Roger. We're going to miss Rafa, and maybe one day we'll miss Novak as yeah. well. Maybe not, but you know, it's, it's you know we're seeing greatness. Yeah, you know? oh, and absolutely. And to be able to sit with those guys as soon as they're like, they're still sweaty and they're like, and you just and they just achieved like a historic. That's it, and you know it's it's not just a national competition. They're yeah. like they don't get any bigger, right? Like yeah. tennis stars, are, you know, Roger Roger's making you know nine hundred bloody million a year in business alone. Like these guys are. Bigger than Ben Hur. Yeah. So when you're sitting with them, you know, just having a chat, mm. getting some, you know, and the best thing about talking to athletes after their performance, straight after, is yeah. that you get more the out of them. emotion. Yeah, yeah because sure. you know the adrenaline's still up and yep. they're emotional and they've just achieved greatness. Yeah, it's oh, the man. best. That Ash Barty, that moment, one of, the, <sighs> for me, it's similar to Kathy Freeman's 400. Totally. Like, that's how big it was, I reckon. And, mate, Yvonne coming out, uh, like, as well. Oh. Like, walking out. You couldn't out. write it. You couldn't yeah. script it. You yeah, couldn't and they're just, it. they're great mates. Yeah. And, like, you're just in the history. It yeah. was just one of those nights where just the sporting gods just yeah. kissed us on the backside. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you know, and that's why it was, like, four point something million people watched that mate, night. so good. So, I mean, I didn't even watch tennis, but I was glued had to, watch. to that. You had to watch yeah, that. Yeah, that's an event, though. Yeah, that's true. like it's like origin. Like that's not. Yeah. It's beyond sport. It's yeah. like you've. Well, what else are you doing? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, ask all the guests this favorite rapper of all time. <laughs> well, oh, well, this is probably a really bad answer. But, you know, I'm <laughs> I'm a dad and a, and a bit of a geek anyway. But mate, there was when I was doing my HSE <laughs> back in 2002. Mate, I had two exams on the last day. Like everyone had finished, so they're all in the piss. Yeah, and I wasn't. And so I had to study for these two exams on the last day. And I remember I went to the went to the gym or something just to go and just break out of the study. And I'm stressing about, you know, two exams in one day. It runs off at the terrible bloody bowling club having a great time. And I hopped in the hopped in the Rav4, Mum's Rav4, and driving, <laughs> driving, driving back to our house. And I remember turning on the radio and Eminem came on. Oh, yes. <laughs> you got one shot. <laughs> you got one opportunity. <laughs> Are you going to cash it or let it slip? And, mate, and then I'm just dun, 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 driving along. Oh, mate. And I've, I haven't forgotten that moment. No way. Smashed the exams, got myself into Newcastle Uni, and here I am oh, sitting with you, Kenby. Oh, all started from Eminem. That's it, Eminem, mate. Oh, my God. The one and only. <laughs> wow. oh. Is that a bad answer? No, that's a very right. common answer. Right. Very common answer. Okay. Right. Um, 
Favourite movie of all time? Oh, Departed. Departed, Yeah, for great sure. movie. Mate, great like, you movie. Know, just the calibre of actors in it. Mm. Again, I could watch it a million times over. But, mm. mate, you got Jack Nicholson on top of that, you know, Leo. Damon. Damon. Like, just out of this world. Wahlberg. Did you like The Irishman on Netflix? Oh, my God, mate. So good, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, loved it. Um, so, mate, like, that sort of, uh, yeah, Departed. One word. Yeah, so that's such a bloody good movie. I love God. the in Departed, like the pressure that's slowly building. Oh, you can feel the anxiety of like yep. everything that's happening. Just slowly oh. as they're working him out. When he's he's when so paranoid. Nicholson's doing like the rat. Yeah. Oh, fuck. He's so intimidating. Oh, mate. That was Gus on my first night. <laughs> across the desk, looking over there, he's doing the rat at me. Mate, that, was, that movie just has everything. The layers. Yep. So mm. I couldn't recommend it for any more for anyone who hasn't seen it. Mate, thank you so much for joining us. We really, really appreciate it. Loved it as well. Loved Th it. Thanks, Kempy. Great, um, great to be on. Now can I go back to asking the questions? Absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely, good. mate. Go back to asking the questions. I'm sure the bloke community will absolutely love no, it. Keep up the great work, mate, and thanks heaps. Thanks. Thanks. Boom.